Let's pray and jump into it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for giving me utterance. Father, I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revealed knowledge of who you are and all about your word. Enlighten the eyes of understanding. Make it become real to each individual here. Help us to make course corrections in life, whether large or small. Show us our mistakes and teach us how to enjoy all the benefits of the covenant. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're working on the character of God. We've been working on this series for about six months, and uh, we're on Jehovah Part 4. And if you all turn to Exodus 6 and verse 1, that's our jumping off scripture. We should about have it memorized. We've been here for 28 weeks. But I told Jeff the other day on the phone, I said, you know, every time I read this thing, and I get something new out of it every week that I read it. Here's God talking. He says in verse 1, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I'll do to Pharaoh. With a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and he said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, and unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, or El Shaddai. But by my name Jehovah, I was not known to them. So what this tells me is that God reveals himself progressively. And when he started his covenant with Abraham... He revealed himself as El Shaddai, which is the all-breasty one who nourishes you with more than enough. And it's your own special, specific formula because that's what breast milk is for each baby. It's their own special formula. It's not, so it, God doesn't give me a formula that fits you or you or you. So know this, that his plan and his formula for you and his way of supplying to you is different than anybody else's. Now that's where people get in trouble it's what, they, it's what we learned in conscience as fake faith or feigned faith or imitation faith where I'm trying to do what you did because it worked for you and what it is is your formula. Right? So we can't... I, I, I notice a lot of people do that. They'll try and copy somebody else. Somebody else heard from God and then they'll try and copy what they did. Then it doesn't work for them. Go, see, it don't work. No, you've got to find out what God's telling you. So we saw that His name Jehovah is really this in, in the Hebrew. It's Yahweh. And it means I am or the self-existent. And in, your, uh, in the King James and most uh, English versions, all capitals, L-O-R-D, that's uh, the word Jehovah. When you see all capitals in the Old Testament. It means that he exists by himself independent of any other being or creature or any cause. And all life originates in him. Now we've been looking at this the last couple of weeks. Go to the next one for me. There's three kinds in the New Testament. There's three Greek words for life. We saw this, and, and if you don't understand that there's three different words for life, when you read life in a verse and then you read life in a different verse, it'll seem like it's conflicting. But when you find out, no, there's really three different kinds of life, then we start to understand there isn't a conflict in the Scripture. Now, the first kind of life is bios. That's where we get the word biology or biography. It's natural life. It's plant life, animal life, human life. It's very temporary. That's your heart beating. That's you breathing air, right? Eating, sleeping, pooping, all that stuff. That's natural life, okay? The next word for life is suke, which is what, it's our soul. It's our mind, our emotions, our will, and that's immortal. Immortal means it doesn't die. It doesn't decay. It is what it is. It never dies off. Don't get that confused with eternal. Right? And then the last uh, Greek word for life is zoe. And that's the life of God. That is eternal. And the word eternal means perpetual. It's instantly and constantly being renewed. It's new. 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 It's like having a gas tank that is never goes below full. 
that as soon as you start up the car and some goes into the fuel injector, it fills up automatically in the tank again. Never goes below full. That's what Zoe is. Your soul doesn't have that. In fact, your soul isn't renewed constantly at all. You have to renew your soul. That's why it says the renewing of your mind. That's how you don't be tra- uh, conformed. You transform yourself by renewing your own soul. You have to do it. Nobody else can do it for you, right? That's why would Paul tell Timothy, stir up yourself. Stir up the gift yourself on the inside of you. Stir it up yourself. You've got to renew yourself, okay? Now, we looked at some scriptures uh, in times past. I'm not going to go over it again tonight. Showing Bios and Suki and Zoe. We know Zoe, though, comes from John 3.16. That's that word eternal life. That's perpetual Zoe. And how do we get eternal life? By just what? Believing on Jesus, right? Now, what John 3.16 says? That if you believe on Jesus, he said, this Jesus said, so if you don't believe Jesus, I can't help you. If we believe the Bible, we believe Jesus. He said, if you believe in me, not only will you not die, but... So he said, not only will you be not immortal, you'll be eternal, everlasting life, perpetual, instantly, and constantly renewed Zoe life. Now, how many know you don't get that when you get to heaven? You get that the second that you believe on Jesus. That's your spirit coming alive. Well, look at this. Here we go. Let's come over here to Romans 8. I don't have much to do with notes anyway, so we might as well just get off them. You could probably just put that clicker up, Karen. I don't think we get back there. Romans 8 and verse 10 says this, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead. Say bios. Right. If Christ is in you, then you should be dead. Your bios is dead. It means you're not living natural life the way man lives. You're not doing it the way the world does it. Right? Because if you do, you get what the world gets. Junk. He said the body's dead. Bios is dead. Because of what? Sin. You all know what sin is? It means you just you miss the mark. It's really it's settling for less than God's perfect will. That's all sin is, is that you chose to settle for less than God's perfect will. And His perfect will, as we know, is what? Riches, honor, and life. That's why we drive that home every week. If it's not riches and it's not honor and it's not life, that's not, it's not His will. So if, you don't, if you're not experiencing riches on our life, it's because you settled somewhere along the line, and that's called sin. What happened is you got out of Zoe, and you got back into Bios and Suke. You either started doing it man's way, doing it in the flesh, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps, right? Working some kind of political angle, doing it by the will of man. Yeah, You ever see folks do that? No, God says, I'll make you rich, and I don't add any sorrow to it. There's no hook in it when God brings it to you. He said, but no, bios is dead because of sin, but the spirit, that's small s. I don't have time to teach on that tonight, but get the conscience series. You'll see every time it talks about the body and the spirit or the flesh in the spirit, it's a small s. It's talking about your human spirit, not the Holy Spirit. It's talking about your human spirit. He said, the spirit is life. That's the word zoe. So where's life reside? In your spirit. The spirit is life. Because of righteousness or because of the covenant. Well, Andrew, what's that got to do with us and Jehovah? Well, we talked about this before. Come over here to uh, Ephesians 1. Now, the last couple of weeks I hit this thing about where, where Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. 
So Jesus called himself I am. He called himself the Jehovah. He's part of Jehovah. He's part of the self-existent one. So Ephesians 1 and verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places where? In Christ. According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world. And that you would be without blame before Him in love. You were in Christ. You were part of Jehovah. You were in Him, part of the I Am, before they laid the foundation of this world. That's when Jesus. That's why He could say, before Abraham was, I Am. And I said this the last couple of weeks. You could say the same thing. Because this verse tells us that we were in Christ before Abraham was. And I kind of joked around and said, well, Abraham could say, before I was, I Am. But only after, you know, he got out of Abraham's bosom and his spirit became alive. Well, what's that? See, if you get a hold of this, that you're part of the I am. Now, like I said, people in religious Christianity, we don't have a problem. Does anybody disagree that we're the body of Christ? Y'all ever heard that? If you're in church and you're born again, you're part of the body of Christ, right? Okay, so, and Jesus is the head and we're the body. If Karen came in here with Jeff's head on her, would that be a problem? It's not two different entities, it's one. You following me? So, from the neck up, it's Jesus Christ. From the neck down, it's Jeff Christ, Patty Christ, Tom Christ, Amy Christ, Gloria Christ. We're all body parts. In Christ. Christ, the Anointed One, is all of us together. That's how we could be in Him before the foundation... That's why when it said the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, wasn't that big a deal because we were already in Him. He knew He was going to have to come get us. We're part of Him. See, when you begin to understand that you have the same life on the inside of you that God has, that Jesus has, the Holy Spirit has, then you begin to understand, well, sickness can't stay in my body. Lack can't stay in my checkbook. Here's the filter. Does God have this problem? If God doesn't have this problem, how many know you don't have to have it either? Remember over in 2 Corinthians 4? Look at that real quick. You get to have Zoe. It's on the inside of you. But how, well, we'll just read this. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 11. It says, For we which live are always delivered unto death for, Christ, for Jesus' sake. What that's saying is, you who have Zoe on the inside of you, death is always going to try and take you out because you belong to Jesus. It says for Jesus' sake or because of Jesus. You're always going to get... Tr death and hell will always try to knock you off your pedestal of Zoe. Always. He said, but that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh so that the life of Jesus should carry over into your body. Did you notice it said might though? It might, but it also might not. Do, do we have a choice on that? Yep. See, at any time, you can get out of Zoe and get out of the life of God and jump back into natural life, bios and suki. You can be run by your emotions. You can be run by your thought life, your mind, and your intellect. Or you can be run by your body. I don't feel like it. My body just shut down on me. I just don't feel like eating today. Or you do feel like eating. I just feel like eating a box of Oreos. 
right? And you don't tell your body, no, we ain't eating a box of Oreos. Guess what happens? You do that every day for about six months. What's that guy, the supersized guy? Remember that? He's supersized, and the doctor told him, dude, you can't do this for 30 days. You're going to be dead. Jumping back into bias, whether your body is dominating you or your mind and emotions are dominating you, no, we want our spirit, the life of God, to dominate us. When we do, that's where you get all the riches on our life. That's where all the promises are at. See, he said, in Romans 8, he said, your body's dead already. Don't go back to that. It's because of sin, it's dead. Why would you jump back into bios and suke? Why would you go with your mind and your emotions? Why would you go with what your body... That's what natural man does, and you can't win if you do it man's way. So that's what we're shooting for, right? Getting Zoe, staying Zoe, part of the I am. I'm in Christ, he's in me, I win. All right, so come on back over here to uh, Romans 8. Romans 8 and verse 1. Because Paul explains this out pretty good here. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which walk in Christ Jesus. Y'all ever heard that before? There's no condemnation in Christ? There isn't. There's no guilt in Christ. How many have you been born again? You ever felt guilty? Well, then this Scripture can't be real, can it? Can it? Is it on God's end if we feel guilty? Because this says there's no condemnation in Christ, doesn't it? But what's the caveat? We always leave this part off. For what? Those who walk not after the flesh or bios, but those that walk after the Spirit, small s. Here's a, good, here's a good warning indicator that you have jumped out of Zoe, you've jumped out of I'm, I am, jumped out of body of Christ, and now I'm living in bios or suki, I'm doing it man's way, is that if you feel guilty. Red flag should go off. Because he just said, if you walk in the Spirit, if you walk according to Zoe, if you're in I Am and you're in Zoe, the life of God is what keeps you alive. It's not your heart beating anymore that keeps you alive. It isn't the air you're breathing that keeps you alive anymore. No, you've got to understand, it's the life of God. The same life that God had on the inside of Him, I got on the inside of me. It cannot be extinguished. It's instantly and constantly being renewed. How Does God feel guilty about anything? Can He? Right. Indicator, whoop, red flag, guilt somewhere, uh, I'm not living according to the life of God. I've just jumped back into the natural life. I'm doing it man's way. I'm settling for less. It's a good indicator. Now, did you know that guilt can come from many places? It can come from an outside force, somebody manipulating you, trying to get you to do something. But it can also come from inside you. In fact, your spirit will make you feel guilty if you have jumped out of Zoe. So it says over in 1 John, it says if your heart condemns you, you got no confidence that God's going to show up. The, your heart is your spirit. Your spirit will tell you, hey, we are not in Zoe here. Boop, cut off that bios and that soul business. Get on back over here. Y'all are just like, what? If you're feeling guilty about anything or anyone's pressuring you to feel guilty about anything, you've got to know that that is not coming from God and it's not part of the Zoe life of God. And it will get you, it will knock you right out of it to where you are in the might not manifest in your body. 
I don't care if it's your boss, your wife, your daddy, your mom, your sister, your brother, the old lady down the street, the Girl Scouts selling cookies. There's huge pressure in this society. Guilt. Huge. If you do anything out of guilt, you're not in Zoe. Just let that sink in a minute. If you're pressured and feeling guilty to do anything, you have jumped back into natural life. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Bios. The law of sin and death is in your flesh and in your mind. It's not in your spirit. The people in the Old Testament who had the law, they didn't have, they didn't have Zoe. It wasn't available to them. Remember, look over here. Hold your finger right there. We'll come right back. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, says was made in the English, the Greek is became. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening or a live spirit. Adam lost his spirit when he sinned. He died spiritually. That's why God said, if you eat of this tree, you're going to die, die. Or it says in English, surely you will die, but it's Hebrew, die, die. You'll die spiritually, and because the zoe went out of you, you lost the life of God, your bios, that natural life, is going to die. The law of sin and death is natural. It's natural life. You don't want to live how man lives. You don't want to do it man's way. You don't want to live naturally. I don't, because guess what? People who live naturally, they get killed in car accidents. People who live naturally, they die of cancer and AIDS. People who live naturally, they could get held up at gunpoint and shot and killed. People who live naturally die of heart attacks. People who live naturally end up being homeless sometimes or bankrupt. Or they have a lot of wealth and their lives are miserable. They have bad relationships. There's people who live naturally. I don't want to live like that. No, I want to live how God, the same way God lives, that same life that's in God, He put it on the inside of us and He says, that's how you should live. Starting right now, I gave it to you. Not when you get to heaven, now. So we've been tricked thinking eternal life starts when we get to heaven. No, it starts right now. As soon as you believe on Jesus, it says, He who is joined with the Lord is one spirit. That means His spirit joins with your spirit. Now you're in I Am. Can't be anywhere but. Just reading the Bible. It's First Corinthians six. If you want to look it up, I think it's six seventeen somewhere around there. Back to Romans eight and verse three. For what the law could not do, do you know what the law couldn't do? Give you Zoe. Doing your checklist does not give you the life of God on the inside of you. Boy, I tell you what. Religious Christianity has tricked us into thinking we have to do our checklist. We come to church and punch our ticket off. I do my two checklists, right? Pray every day and have my quiet time. I go to church every time the doors open. I serve in ministry or work in the nursery, feed the homeless. And then the bad checklist, I don't cuss, drink, smoke, or chew, or go out with those that do. If I do those both checklists, then I'm good to go. Now, he says, that don't do nothing. The law doesn't. It can't do that. It was weak through the flesh. Say bios. But God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law... Remember what righteousness is? It's equity. You know what equity is? Remember, riches, honor, and life? So here you go. The riches, honor, and life that was promised through the law 
might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see that? You get riches, honor, and life. All the stuff that was promised to you in the covenant comes to you by walking in Zoe and not in Bios. That means if you're getting depressed and you just can't get out of bed because you're depressed, is that Zoe? That's natural life. That's your soul. That's your emotions. If you just don't feel your body's like, nah, I want to eat ice cream tonight. And you know if I eat that ice cream, I'm going to be up all night. But you do it anyway. Is that Zoe? No. That's natural life. If you jump in on a business deal just because it looks good, right? And then it falls, it goes south on you. Guess what? That wasn't Zoe. Because it says over in Ephesians 4, well, let's look at that. Ephesians 4 and verse 17 says this, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. That is through ignorance that is in them, and because of the blindness of their heart. If you walk how other men walk, he says, you alienate yourself from the Zoe life of God. He didn't say you alienate yourself from God. You alienate yourself from the life of God. Isn't that just what it said? If you, if you walk in bios, if you walk in suke, if you run by your mind and your emotions or your body and not your spirit, he said, you've alienated yourself from the life of God. And then when something goes south, he'll be like, well, why God let that happen to me? God didn't. You alienated yourself from Zoe. Oh, I'm fixing to mess with some thinking here. Go back to Romans 8. You're going to find out right here that what happens to you in your life, it depends on your choice. If you pick Zoe, you can, you can dominate the entire planet. We're just going to read the Bible here. Is that all right? If you pick not Zoe, you pick walk like other men, the planet will dominate you. Romans 8 and verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. That's bios. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. That's zoe. For to be carnally minded is what? Yep. Go ahead and think like man thinks. See what happens. But to be spiritually minded is life, that's zoe, and peace. Why? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God and it is not subject to the law or the principles of God, neither indeed can it be. See that word subject? That's the word dominated. He said, if you, put, if you think how man thinks, you could never dominate your mind because it doesn't hook up with the principles of God. God's principles can never dominate the carnal mind. That's why it's at enmity with God. It will always go the opposite way that God wants to take you. That's why we say around here, well, if it looks like it's crazy in the natural, it's probably God. That would be my first clue. For 
Verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh are in bios what? Cannot please God. Lord, help us, Jesus. I don't want us to just run over that verse. He said, if you live in bios, if you live naturally the way other people live on this planet, you do it man's way, you cannot, cannot, cannot please God. If we subscribe to man's system. Do all the worshiping you want. It ain't real. Throw all the offerings in you want. They're not accepted. Praise and sing all you want. Not happy. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. And quote unquote witness on street corners anywhere you want. You still keep yourself under man's system and live in bios and suke. What did it say? Can't please God. You cannot please God. Gee, I wonder how much pleasing is going on in the body of Christ today. Not that much. Because we all do it man's way. All these churches and ministries out there, they're all, you know, they're doing their fundraising. We do our marketing stuff. We all do it man's way, man's way, man's way, man's way. Right, We set our service, we call them seeker services or whatever, so we don't really get into the Word. We don't want to offend anybody. We wouldn't want to really play, pray in Jesus' name. You know, none of that. We don't want to offend anybody. We're trying to draw, you know. Jesus went around offending everybody. You know what drew Him to Him? The Zoe life of God on the inside of Him. It's called light. Everything on the planet is attracted to light except for like cockroaches and rats. And I'm glad, because I'm light. He said, but you are not in the flesh, verse 9, but in the Spirit. You're not in bios, you're in Zoe. And if that be so, then the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in you. If that's true, then no sickness can stay in your body. No lack can stay in your checkbook. You can't get ripped off. No bad relationship can stay bad. Nothing on the evil list. No adversity, no affliction, no calamity, no worry. No grief, no harm, no heaviness, no despondency, no depression. How could it stay there? The Spirit of Him who took Jesus out of hell and raised Him from the dead in you. That He raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Well, He'll quicken you when you get to heaven. Is that what it says? Oh, your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. You got to wait to heaven to get Zoe life? <laughs> well, that kind of blows that theory out of the water, doesn't it? No, you get it right now here on the planet. He said, Therefore, brethren, we be debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. He said, Yeah, we owe a big price for that. But guess what? Not to be in bios and not to live how everybody else who lives in bios. We don't live like that. 
For if you live after the flesh, it says you shall die. In the Greek, it says you'll die off. Go ahead, live after bios. What it says is you'll die off. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you'll live. He's a byproduct of living in Zoe is getting rid of all the manifest works of the flesh. So you don't have to like try and you know keep your demons down and run them out and all you know. Oh, you know I struggle with addiction. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. If you live in Zoe, a byproduct of you live in Zoe, all that stuff has to go. Look over in Galatians five. Hold your finger there. We'll be back. Galatians 5 and verse 19, Paul talks about the manifest works of the flesh or the deeds of the body. This is what happens when you live in bios. He says, now the works of the flesh manifest are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, that's homosexuality, lasciviousness. Lasciviousness means you can't put the brakes on. You can't stop yourself. That's addiction of any kind. You can't stop yourself from whatever. You can't put the brakes on. You, no matter how bad you want to stop it, you can't. If you're fighting that, you're not living in Zoe. Because that can't stay there. Does God have, Here's the filter. Does God have this problem? No, it couldn't stay in His presence. It can't stay in yours either. Idolatry, that's putting anything ahead of God. Witchcraft is the Greek word pharmakia. That's substance abuse. Hatred, variance. Variance is this. What time is it? It's 8.05. No, it isn't. It's 8.04 and 39 seconds. No, it's 8.05 by my watch. Well, I've got, you know, the cell phone tower says it's 8.04 and 39 seconds. That's variance. You know anybody that does that? Huh? It's a manifest work of the flesh. should be a, white fl- a red flag for you. Yeah, they're living in bios. I mean, God don't care what the seconds are. He says a day is is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day to the Lord. That's well, about five after. Five after 900 B.C. <laughs> emulations. Now, I used to see this all the time. You know what emulations is? We call it, well, you know that show American Idol? And people go, oh, they idolize them. Really, that's emulations. Where they, you know, you fix your hair the way they do it, and they walk like they, you know, and they talk like them, and they dress like them, and they act like, that's emulation. That's that's bios. Because I mean, you know, if you have the the life of God on the inside of you, you ain't got to imitate anybody. You're gonna act like your father, God. Wrath. We all know what that is. Strife, seditions, which is treason or backstabbing, heresies, party division. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and the such like, of which I tell you before, and I've also told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Did he say you ain't going to go to heaven? Did he say you ain't born again? He said you won't inherit the kingdom of God. You all know what the kingdom of God is? Turn over to Romans 14. We saw this before. I'll remind you, it's been a couple months. Romans 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Say bios. Right now. But righteousness, which is equity, or riches, honor, and life, and peace, 
and joy or calm delight in the Holy Ghost. So you get riches, honor, and life. You're at ease, peace, and you have calm delight. You know the Holy Ghost, one of His jobs is what? The comforter? Come on over here and sit in this big easy boy chair I got for you, Andrew. You want the little vibrator thing? It won't even cost you a dollar. I'll turn it on for you. Comforting. That's the kingdom of God. He said, guess what? You can't get any of that if you're living in bios. You have taken yourself out from it. You've alienated yourself from the life of God. Back to Galatians 5. Because he finishes up with this. In verse 22, he says this, but the fruit or the byproduct of the Spirit, that's small s, that's Zoe. Here's the byproduct of you living the life of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is the word patience, which means the cowboy up. You refuse to give up. Gentleness, which actually in the Greek is usefulness. Goodness. Y'all pull out your good list. Everything on that list is a byproduct of you living in Zoe. Why would you want to go back and do it man's way? Why would you want to do your checklist? Faith, meekness, that means you're teachable. Temperance. You know, temperance means self-control or that you dominate yourself. That you dominate yourself. If you can dominate yourself, you know you're living in Zoe. That means I tell my body when we go to bed and when we wake up. I tell my body what we eat and how many miles we're running at what time tomorrow. I tell my emotions we ain't getting depressed over that. If you see, you, you see me, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of like, if you get, get to know me, you'll know I'm on an even keel. Not too much really impresses me. And I don't get real depressed either over stuff. Kind of just on an even keel. Why? Because that's Zoe. Same thing. Would this impress God? And would this depress God? That, that's your filters. Whoa, that's a million dollar deal. That's like a nickel for God. If that, is God impressed by that? Nope, then you shouldn't be either. And if the deal fell through, would God get depressed over that? You shouldn't either. See, we get emotionally attached to like how, see this is what, Sorry, Earl, but this is what car salesmen do. They want you to test drive the car so that you get emotionally attached to it, and then you fall in love with it, and then you buy it. It don't matter how much it costs. All eat peanut butter and jelly and right, right, you know, white rice for the next 20 years to pay for the car. It's worth a Hummer. All right, that's next. Yeah, that's why real estate agents, they want to walk through the house and they'll go, could you imagine the curtains over here and the little dining? That's why they tell you a house will sell faster if there's stuff in it than if it's vacant. Because what they're trying to do is get people emotionally attached to it. That's what sales are. That's what they do. If you're in Zoe, you don't get caught in that sucker trap. Because God ain't impressed by this. I ain't. You know what? They make houses every day. They make cars every day. And they make bigger and better ones. Did you let anybody get you out of Zoe? He says, against meekness and temperance, self-control, dominating yourself, there's no law. There's no law against you dominating yourself or being teachable or cowboying up or being having a good life. He said, but they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. That pretty much covers body, emotions, and what's the word lust? Y'all remember that from conscience? It's what? Voices. Every other voice, it don't matter to you. 
I listen to what God tells me. I don't have to worry about, well, you know, this deal will fall through. Or, no, you know what's going to happen. You know, you remember that girl, she was running out in the park, and you know what happened to her after dark. You shouldn't go running out. No, I, that's dead with Christ. I don't have to live there. Why? Because I live in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, we also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, but we're provoking one another and envying one another. We don't want to do that. We don't want to get in competition. Hey, you're in the Spirit. You ain't competing with nobody. I ain't trying to stick it to anybody, and I'm not trying to get ahead of anybody. I'm in Christ. Are you going to get any further than that anyway? You're in Christ. You're part of the I Am. Well, who cares what the Joneses are doing? And I don't care what the price of gas is either. Here we go, run through the filter. Is God having a problem filling up the Hummer? Because gas is too high? No. He's not worrying about it. Do you think God's worried about fresh water running out? Well, I don't know what we drink up here. You know, we got all this gold plumbing. What would we put through it? He ain't worried about that. Go back to Romans 8. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... Say that again. Sons of God. Say, I am a son of God. So he says, if you live in Zoe, you're a son of God. Do you see that? Okay, you're a son of God. Are you a son of God like when you get to heaven? Or like now? He says, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're a son of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Watch this. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Co-equal heirs with Christ. Do you see that? He said co-equal. Now, y'all buckle up because we're fixing to take it to a whole other level here. Hold your finger right there and go over to Philippians. I could get shot in some churches for telling, reading this scripture to you here, and I'm about to. Philippians 2 and verse 1. Why aren't you glad I didn't prepare tonight? <laughs> I tried to. I just didn't get nothing. It used to worry me. You know, I saw some guy, he's upset if he isn't 10 weeks out. I'm lucky if I'm 10 seconds out from hearing from God. It said, Philippians 2 and verse 1. He said, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, that's, you know, if there's any pity, fulfill ye my joy that you would be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. How do you do that? Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But. In lowliness of mind. Underline lowliness of mind or circle it. Because now he's going to tell you what lowliness of mind is. This is being humble. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So you watch out for everybody. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, what was the mind in Christ Jesus that He told you to have in you? 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now we go, oh yeah, see Jesus didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God. He just told you, have this same mind in you that Jesus had in Him, that He's in the form of God and He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. No, you didn't get it. Paul said this is lowliness of mind. The same mind that Jesus has. Here's what Jesus, here's lowliness of mind. The same mind Jesus had, that He was in the form of God. He was a three-part being. Body, soul, and spirit. He was Elohim. And didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. He said, you have that same mind in you. Think that same way. That you're in the form of God and it ain't robbery for you to be equal with God. You are equal with God. I'd get shot in about 98% of the churches in this country and the other two would think I was nuts. Is that not what it says? It says this in verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not to be robbery, to be equal to God. Same mind. And he says that's being humble. Well, that kind of, you know, what? He said, be humble like Jesus was humble. Think yourself in the form of God and don't think it's robbery to be equal with Him. You know why that's humble? Because you're doing it God's way. For you to do it your way and pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and do it how man does it, that's a slap in His face. Jesus went to the cross so you could have Zoe. For you not to live there, that's the epitome of pride. No, I'll do it. My Thanks, Jesus. I appreciate it, but I don't need your sacrifice. I don't need your Zoe. I got my own bios and Suki. That's all right. You go ahead and have it. That's the epitome of pride. He says, now, here's loneliness of, my, here's loneliness of mind. You're equal with God. That's why Jesus said in Matthew, he said, he said, is it robbery for me? Or John 8, is it ro-? he said, I don't honor myself. Remember that in John 8, right before he said, before Abraham was, I am? He said, I don't honor myself, my father honors me. I don't honor myself, my father honors me. If I honor myself, I'm nothing. So I know Jesus is saying that. He's low, this says he's got loneliness of mind. Yet at the same time, he don't think it's robbery to be equal with God. And he's not honoring himself. You don't have to go around defending yourself or honoring yourself. You're equal with God. If you're equal with God, do you got to honor yourself? Does God go around and honor himself? Jesus didn't. Let God honor you. God honored Jesus. You're in Christ from before the foundation of the world. God will honor you. If you stay in Zoe, if you try to pull it off yourself, you jump right out of it, you alienate yourself from the life of God, guess what? You ain't equal with God anymore. You're equal with all the other knuckleheads that are running around on the planet that are dying. Y'all need to think of, I mean, take that, write that scripture down and go home and meditate on that. Same mind that Christ had in him, I'm equal with God and I don't think it's robbery or it's a big crime for me to say I'm equal with God. Back to Romans 8, that's how he could say in verse 17 that if you're children and heirs of God, that you're joint heirs or co-heirs with Christ. Now it kind of goes south here now, watch. 
If so that be we suffer with Him, we may also be glorified together. Oh, I don't want to suffer, Andrew. Don't, don't, I'm a faith person. Don't talk that over me. He said, look, Jesus did. You ain't above the Master. He said, but if you do suffer the same kind of evils that He suffered, He said, you'll be glorified with Him. Together. Then I love this next, but this part, I love this verse. He says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Did he say the glory that might be revealed in us? Now remember, you have a choice whether the life of God might show up in your mortal flesh, but this one he said, No, it shall be revealed in us. Did you catch that? There's not a qu- If you're in Zoe, you will be glorified. You will have glory revealed in you. Remember glory? Wealth, entourage, commerce, power, valor, privileges and advantages. You remember that glory list? He said that will be revealed in you. It'll be uncovered. Everybody will see it if you live in Zoe. So whatever you think going through right this second, it's nothing compared to the glory that's about to be uncovered in your life. Wealth and power, commerce, an entourage. Think of all the heads of state, all their glory that they got. He said, that ain't nothing compared to what you have. Because yours is going to be the same that Jesus has. Isn't that what he just said in the verse before that? Well, Andrew, that's when we get to heaven. No, it ain't. How do you know? Because look at this next verse. He says, for the earnest expectation of the creation. It says creature in the King James. It's the word creation. It's all the planet." waits for the manifestation or the showing out of the sons of God. Remember a couple of verses ago, we just said if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're the Son of God. He says the entire planet is waiting for you to show up and act like the Son of God. Earnest expectation. It is wait, this planet is waiting for you to step up and be the Son of God. That you are because He put the same Spirit in you that will raise Jesus from the dead. We're wasting this. What a waste. For the creation was made subject or dominated to vanity or worthlessness, not willingly. For the creation was made subject or it was dominated to worthlessness, not willingly. When Adam sinned, the curse of the fall happened. The whole thing went south. Y'all remember that? It didn't want to. It didn't want to have thorns grow up in crops and weeds. And it it had gold laying on the ground. It didn't want to cover that up and hold on to it so that man had to dig it out and mine for it. That's what that just said. It didn't want to go there willingly. It was dominated unwillingly. Now how many know if it was dominated by sin, something less than God, don't you think that maybe a son of God could dominate it? Well, I don't know. Well, let's keep reading and find out. Now, this next sentence, this next part of the sentence, I read it and I read it in about 15 translations and none of it made any sense to me because the number one way that I translate Scripture is what's my father's character. Because the way the translations have it is that he did it so that someday we could hope that we would get it back. He screwed up the planet so that we could have hope that we could get it back someday. That's stupid. So I looked in the Greek. And it says this, that even through the same channel, domination was achieved 
by superimposing confidence. The same channel, the same way that it was dominated into vanity, when you show up and have confidence that you're a son of God, you can dominate it back. I want you to go home and look at that in your esword.net. Because that's a lot of Greek in there that I just... Und- but you go ahead and you meditate on it. Don't take my word for it. But that does go along with what we, what we learned about in Isaiah 45, doesn't it? Let's look over there in Isaiah 45. In verse 11. Thus saith the Lord. Who's talking? The Holy One of Israel. And his maker, ask of me of things to come concerning my sons. Now, who's the, son? who's, who's the Lord's sons? You know, they didn't have any of that back then, so he's got to be talking to us. None of them were sons. They were servants. And concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. He said, dominate me according to uh, my works of my hands. You dominate me according to those. What those are, you dominate. Well, what are the works of His hands? Verse 12, I made the earth. Is that the work of His hand? Yeah, you should be dominating the earth. I created man on it. Should you dominate man? Yes. Anybody who's living in Bios and Suki, you have Zoe. You should dominate them. you got the life of God on the inside of you. You're part of the I Am. You're equal to God. You should dominate anybody who doesn't have Zoe on the inside of them. Now, domination is different than authority. Domination trumps authority. Yeah, you know, I, I know parents, they, they have authority in their house, but they got like a two-year-old that dominates. Y'all ever seen those parents? The toddler dominates? God just said, you dominate. And in Romans, he said, dominate the entire creation. Do it the same way that... Look, if Satan could dominate this thing and it was unwilling, and he said, he's waiting, the creation is waiting for you to step up and be a son of God and do the same thing back. It's begging you to stand up and dominate it. Back to Romans 8. In verse 21 it says, Because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty or freedom of the children of God, or the freedom that comes from the children of God. Planet earth cannot wait for you to stand up and be a son of God and start dominating it the way that Satan dominated it. And it was unwilling then. It's willing now. It's earnest expectation is for you to show up and be who God made you to be, equal with Him, Zoe life of God, and dominate the thing. He said, it cannot wait. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until Jesus comes back. Is that what it says? That's how it's been taught. Well, the planet's groaning in travail, and when Jesus comes back, He'll write the thing and all this, it'll fix it. That's not what it says. It says not until Jesus comes back. What does it say? Until what? Now. When's now? Now. Now is right now. Whenever you decide to stand up and manifest or show yourself as a son of God, you could dominate the entire planet. Body of Christ, we're missing it, man. We don't understand. We're part of Jehovah. We're part of I Am. Because if we had a clue, 
Not only would our little problems disappear, whatever our little sicknesses in our body, I say little, but you know what? You know a cancerous tumor is nothing to God. It says in, in Luke that he casts out demons with the finger of God. Boop. Like, oh yeah, like swatting a fruit fly. Y'all ever seen The Exorcist and all that? You'd think that that man, that was like, oh, huge, we got the, the crucifix and all and the holy water. Man, this is a big deal. We've got to scream and we've got to yell and we've got to spit. God says, now with my finger I cast them out. Thanks. Uh, next, what was that? Oh. If you understand that same life is on the inside of you, no sick, I don't care what the doctors think it is. They're in bios and suki. They don't know the life. If they have the life of God on the inside of them, they know that I can't stay there. Lack, poverty, same thing. Your bills can't get paid. Does God ha- filter again? Does God have the problem of paying his bills? Did Jesus, because it says that as Jesus is in 1 John 4, 17, so are you in this world, right? It says that, right? Did Jesus have to wait till he came back the second time to dominate the creation? Didn't he dominate the earth when he was here? He walked on what? Oh, yeah. What else? He told the wind and the waves, peace be still. He told Lazarus, get up out of that grave. Told deaf ears, open up. Blind eyes, you open. Didn't he? Son of God manifested himself. The earth was man. It was like, whoo, this is good. And you know what? Earth being dumb like it is. Thank you, earth. As dumb as it is, it thought, wow, Jesus came up from the grave. Man, we're going to have sons of God all over. Man, the curse of the falls over. That didn't happen. Why not? Because we never jumped on Zoe. We're still living in Biosuzuki the way man's always lived. In fact, most people in the body of Christ still living in the Old Testament doing their checklist. How's that work out? Turn over to Galatians 3. If you're living in Bios and Suke, it is impossible for you to be redeemed from the curse of the law. It says in Galatians 3.13 that Jesus, right, because He hung on the tree, He was cursed for us, so we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Read that first. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Isn't that what it says? So you're cursed from all the curse. Curse of the law is sickness. I'll just break it down for you. The blessing of the law is riches, honor, and life. We'll make it easy. The curse of the law is the opposite of that. Lack, death, shame. All that stuff. Okay, Jesus redeemed you from that, right? That's what that verse says. But look in verse 10. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the... For as many that are as of the works of the law are under the... So if you go ahead and do your checklist, you go ahead and do your Ten Commandments, you go ahead and, you know, don't cuss, drink, smoke, or t- and that's your thing, and you do the good checklist and the bad checklist, and you live in Bios and Suki, it says you're under the curse. Even though Jesus redeemed you from the curse, you jump right back into it, and there's nothing He could do about it. You have alienated yourself from the Zoe life of God. Forget that. I ain't going there. All of the planet is waiting for us to stand up and be part of who we are, the I am. We're in the body of Christ. We are Christ. Have this mind in you. You're equal with God. It's not a crime. It says all creation earnestly expecting you to stand up and be who you are and dominate it. Set it free from the law of sin and death. 
set planet earth free from the curse. Did it say anywhere in here it's after Jesus gets back? It said right now. Now, now, now. Anybody gutsy enough to do it? I'm going to start. Well, can you walk on water? Give me enough time. Think about this stuff. This is Jehovah. That's how he started to reveal himself to Moses. Before Moses, he was just El Shaddai. I'm your father who's your mother who can supply you with more than enough. I'm over the top. I'm the God that make you rich. You couldn't get that one down. There's no way you could start to understand I am. He revealed himself as just the creator first, Elohim. Three-part God. Job didn't even understand that. He knew him as Eloah, which is just a two-part God. He didn't understand anything about the Holy Spirit. Then he you know, showed out his ignorance. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He don't know nothing. Abraham, he starts getting revealed to him who God is as El Shaddai. All those generations that we studied up all the way through Joseph, he's El Shaddai. Now Moses, he only knows him as El Shaddai. And he tells Moses, now I'm going to reveal myself to you as I am. You know, Moses wasn't part of I am. We are. You saying we're greater than Moses? Uh-huh. What did Jesus, Jesus said? John the Baptist was the greatest of all prophets. Now what he said? He said, but the least in the kingdom of God, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. So if you just like the little hangnail on the pinky toe of the body of Christ, you're greater than Abraham, greater than Moses, greater, greater than Elijah and Elisha. You are. How could you not be? Have this mind in you that you're equal with God and it's not a crime to think that. Those guys couldn't even walk into the Holy of Holies without getting fried. Paul just told you have the same mind of Christ. And in fact it says, have the mind of Christ. We do have the mind of Christ in Corinthians, doesn't it? Then he said, have this mind. (laughs) You're equal with God. It's not a crime to think that. It's not robbery. Think about that the next time you have to go punch the clock or whatever. Run that through your filter. Does God have to punch the clock? Does He? Boy, I'm messing with some stuff now. So if you punch the clock, are you living in Zoe? You answer that question. Because the filter is, if God is doing it, if you have the life of God on the inside of you, you do what God does, right? I mean, you got the same life. You're equal with God. Now we've got to decide, yeah, I believe it. Oh, are we going to match up to it? Sometimes you meditate on this because most people don't believe that. Even the ones that actually say it don't believe it. Yeah, I'm nuts. I'm all in with God. You, I mean, you could look at my life. You can't argue with it. I mean, we're, just, we're still here after two and a half years, not punching the clock. Am I more special than anybody else? No, definitely not. I'm way down on the list. I know it. Wasn't God's first choice.
equal with God. It's not a crime to think that way. In fact, it's lowliness of mind. In fact, you should think that way too. That's what Paul said. Okay, so, hmm. God doesn't have this problem. If God doesn't act like this, if God doesn't do this, should I? Hmm. See, when you're all in, man, it's it's fun, but you can't be half in. You decide you're going to get all in and you're in Zoe, and then next week... You ain't, and you go back to BIOS, you just alienated yourself from the life of God? Now what's going to happen? Why'd God do this happen to me? He didn't. You alienated yourself from the life of God, and that's why you're in a mess. So this covenant thing, it's not, we just kind of slough it off as just, you know, some little thing. It's huge. We jump into marriages like it ain't nothing now. That's really the last remnant of a covenant. But you should at least think that one out because this is forever. Supposedly, it ain't in our society anymore, but supposedly. But that's what covenant is. I give you everything that I got. I'm all in. And you give me everything you got. How many know that's a good deal with God? He's got way more than my little stuff. But you renege on that? Don't be blaming God. You're the one that walked away from it. You're all in. You stay all in. Because if you don't, it, it's a man, it's a rough road to hoe. You end up like that prodigal son guy, you know, in the pig pen. Can you come back? Yep. But how many know he wasn't in charge of business decisions when he got back? They didn't make him in charge of the corporation, did they? No. They had a party. I'm glad you're here. But he didn't get any responsibility or authority. Meditate on this stuff. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. You don't have to put up with this junk that the world puts up with. There is no thing that goes wrong that God doesn't have a remedy for in your life. Whose choice is it to get it, though? That's right. The whole planet is waiting for you to stand up and be the Son of God, just like Jesus was, and dominate it. It ain't a crime to think yourself equal to God. In fact, he said it's the epitome of pride. If you go, nah, Jesus, I don't need it. I'll just do my uh, little natural life here, thanks. I can handle this. Okay. God's a gentleman. He will not force it on you. I guarantee he'll be like, all right, go ahead. All right, I got a thing anyway. God won't be a jerk and force nothing on you. He wa- He wants you to do good, but he's not going to make you. You don't, you know, do I have to go to church? Nope. You don't have to go to heaven either. You don't have to have riches on earned life. You don't have to have good relationships. You don't have to do anything. It's an opportunity though. And he made it available. I like it. I'm jumping all in. I ain't going to waste it. All right, y'all stand to your feet with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's true. And seal it in our hearts, Father. Holy Spirit, come alongside of us and help us put it in our remembrance as we go through life day by day, minute by minute. Put it in the forefront of our mind. Have it be the first thought before Abraham was, I am. For the foundation of the world, I was in him. Now thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.